Hello and welcome to the Songwriters in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Chris Klemecki, and today my very special guest is the Wands, Michael Wansley. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, really great to have you here. Oh. And uh, I remember meeting you back at uh, Songwriters in Seattle a few years ago. We yeah. used to do the alibi room thing. Yeah, well, down in the basement, down in that, down Post Alley. Those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> And it was just a small group of us mm-hmm. and uh, chatting about music and sort of where we could go. And, and uh, yeah. here we are now, uh, almost 500 members later. Yep. And, uh, yep. and uh, really great to be able to chat with you and, and sort of get to know you better. Oh, okay. And uh, so why don't we start with the, your history and, and uh, how you came to be the Wands. Oh, the Wands the <laughs> story is actually uh, from high school. I had an English class with, with five mics in it. And we all sat in the front row. <laughs> That'll do it. Just to per- yeah, yeah, just to persecute the teacher. So she started calling us by our last names, and then we chopped it up. So Smith became Smeet, and Jones became Jonesy, and Anderson became Andy, and Wansley became Wands. You're the ones. And by the time I got to college, it was like I was doing stuff that freshmen didn't do, like living in the living in the adult only community and cause they asked me to move in there and so I and I would just walk into girls' dorms like <laughs> Like it was nothing, and the guys that I was with goes, man, you're you're just you're you're like the wands, man. You're you're the wands, and so that's the way it stuck. I, it stuck, and then I kind of took the the I took the I just made it T wands T period wands, and everybody would ask, what's the T for? Right, the the. <laughs> nice. So anyway, then one of my kids made it. You know, she started calling me that all the time, and so I put the T E E on it. So keep evolving. Yes, always keep changing. Always keep changing. Fantastic. Okay, so musically. Musically. Then we got the name history. Yeah. Uh, How about uh, musical? Musically, um, I came to Seattle in about '86 and got. I was just kind of floating around and got hooked up with uh, with a few players and we formed a band called Life Ring. And that was the okay. band. That was the band that I actually started writing for. And what kind of genre? It was. Were they? It was. Uh, it was funk rock, but it was not like Chili Peppers. It was not like Living Color. It was somewhere in between. Okay. Nobody ever knew where to put us. Oh, okay. And so it was. It was really difficult. We'd come in and we, you know, we'd open for whomever. You know, we'd open for the Crawdaddies, or we'd open for Black Susan or Lazy Susan, or we'd open for. Um, um, black happy and you know nobody knew who we were and we'd come in and play our set and everybody would you know at the end it would be like damn you guys are good but we never got headlining gigs we didn't know the right people and mm. meanwhile couldn't all, really make, make you, you take could, the next yeah step. couldn't let, could, couldn't get to the next level while all the you know every other band in Seattle it seemed like was getting signed <laughs> it's like all the all my drinking buddies went away why because you know, we always we all hung out at the Vogue, and uh, you know, after about eight months, it's like, wow, there was like nobody there. Why? Because they they were all on the road because wow. they all gotten deals and they yeah. were gone, and we were still here, and uh, that kind of ran its course. And uh, I started hanging out with a group called the Range Hoods. Uh, uh, Steve Pearson, who's a who's a who's an old guy from way back in the day. He used to be in a band called the Heats. Well, he and I became friends while I was in college, and so 
I started hanging out with his group because I knew all of his uh-huh, songs. Uh-huh. He'd call me up on stage and I'd sing. And that got me introduced to a guy named Mike Kirby who asked me to sing in a band called the Ghetto Monks. And um, the Ghetto Monks was a was a, another kind of quasi-funk rock type group. And uh, they had songs, but no singer and no lyrics. So um, I started penning lyrics and we did, you know, two albums later. Um, you know, we were at the same precipice you know it's like nobody knew where to put us (laughs) and and we would you know come in and just play shows and blow people away but nobody knew where to put us and you know all the people who were anybody they were all busy with Alice in Chains and all those guys and so there was really nobody in town and we didn't have the internet savviness to promote ourselves so we kind of died on the what time frame was that that was uh between like uh, 90 Eight. Okay, so late nineties. Yeah, late nine, late nineties, going into two thousand, and it kind of, kind of fizzled on the vine about two thousand three, and then I just took time off and tried to be, you know, stay at home dad and family guy, and I was getting into technology and working a lot and stuff like that, and the longer it went on, it was like I, I really didn't have any avenues, and it got to the point where, you know, by about uh, two thousand six, uh, I was kind of ready to walk away, you know, I'd, mm. I'd go out and see groups and it was like, wow, I could do that. I could do that. But I really had, I had no place to do it in. I had no equipment to do it in because, right. you know, I'd been out of it for so long. But, uh, I got, uh, I got inspired because my oldest son had a, had a baby and, and so I'm a grandpa and, you know, <laughs> and here it, here it's coming up on her first birthday and I didn't have it, you know, I didn't have anything to get her. And so it's like, God, I should write her a song. It'd be really great oh, if I nice. wrote her a song. So I tried for about a week and couldn't come up with anything. And that's how I, you know, I was just like ready to just slip my wrists and call it done, you know, because I couldn't, if I couldn't do music, it was like, what good was I? And, uh, went to sleep I tried to go to bed and woke up like sat up straight away and all of a sudden had like this stream of consciousness with words and wrote this song called little princess because that was her nickname. Her, her nickname was actually muffin, you know? And Mm so, uh, just in dealing with her and listening to the stories of his mom and of her mom and dad and trying to, you know, I, I wrote a lullaby. I wrote it. I wrote all the lyrics and then went to bed and I woke up the next day and then put the beat and all the chords Recorded everything, did all the tracks, mixed it, and mastered it all in one day. Wow. To give it to her on that day for her first birthday. And is that the mix that we're going to hear? That's the mix you're going to hear. Oh, cool. And uh, the interesting thing is that for the next, I don't know, eight months, she wouldn't go to bed unless that song was played. So they played it every day for... You know, pretty much every day, every That's night. That's pretty rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, you know, it was, it was like two weeks and I was like blown away. And then like three months later, you know, she still asks us to play that song. And I was like, wow. So that's, you know, that kind of got me interested. Well, and that got you rolling. Reinvigorated into into writing again. And so I tried to figure out how to do it. And, you know, with new electronics, because technology had changed and, you know, big borrowed and steeled and went to rent a center and got a laptop and then borrowed a bootleg program uh, of acid from a friend of mine and and he gave me a whole slew of VSTs and all of a sudden it was like I was I was using it as my sketchpad yeah. because by then I was commuting to to Microsoft every day and I wasn't going to sit and read a book you know I, it was an hour I spent pretty much an hour and a half going each way to work every day so you were really able to evolve your sound right. into what you have now right uh, 
through that process. Through that process. Well, fantastic. Let's let's listen to Little Princess and then come back and talk about uh, about your writing process because that's that's really cool. Cool. Um, so here, let's uh, hear the Wands doing his song Little Princess. Pretty little princess, it's time to close your eyes. Baby, lay your head down. It's sleepy time. Pretty little princess, your busy days complete. Time to say good night. It's time to dream. Let the moonlight softly shine on you until dawn breaks in the east. Until morning comes, little princess, go to sleep. Stars twinkle in the 
All right, we are back with the wands mm-hmm. after listening to Little Princess. Very cool. So, that, yeah, that was the spark yeah. that really got you fired up to to do more, to really get into songwriting and producing your own music. Yeah, it, it, it actually rekindled that that spark that it gave me the, uh, the confidence that, yeah, I can yeah. still do that. You know, music was... It wasn't what it was in the in the mid '90s, in when I was last writing yeah. actively, and so um, doing doing that song and the response that I got from it inspired me to go out, you know, and try to reinvest in hardware and and less of a funk rock kind of thing, yeah, more, more R&B. Yeah, and see, well, see, I've always been a funk guy. I've always yeah. been, you know, I've always been a funk guy from from. You know, everybody called it disco, but what came before disco? It was like R and B, funk, soul, and that's what they played at the house parties in the basements when I was in high school, right? You know, Commodores, and but nobody really remembers the Commodores until they did Brick House. But you know, they've got three albums before that that are just they're they're killer, you know. So, do you feel like the the music that you're making now, you know, starting from from Little Princess Ford, is is really a you know, a culmination of your, your vision and what you really are feeling internally at this well, point? Well, I don't really have a focused vision. It's more okay. of a feeling because I still have the beat. You know, the beat is always the thing with me. It always has been, always will be. You know, I, I embraced the disco era because most of the songs were actually funk songs, mm-hmm. but because they, you know, were 130, 150 beats a minute, they mixed <laughs> well with the Bee Gees, right. who totally destroyed funk music and made it disco. So I, I'm still trying to forgive them for that, but I haven't. <laughs> so, um, you know, the core for me is beat, you know, and it all starts with a beat. And uh, walking to and from the bus stop, there's that natural rhythm of walking. And because of my jazz background in college, I scat a lot all the time. Okay. So I come up with riffs all the time. Now, the, it got to be cumbersome trying to remember riffs and, you know, because I hear all the music and all the arrangement all at the same time. So the, the, the problem was, how do I capture all yeah, that stuff? Because exactly. it's just so much. And I found that I could put stuff together in acid while I was sitting on the bus. And lo and behold, I had beats. If I had beats, I could make structure. And if I could make structure, I could construct songs. And if I could touch strong, you know, if I, had the, if I had the structure there, filling in the chords and then the vocals and melodies and harmonies and everything else was the easy part. Right. The hard part was... Now what do you do with it? (laughs) And finishing it off, really really putting a wrapper on it. Right. And so I pieced it all together. I'd been in bands long enough to know how to formulate a signal chain. Right. So it was putting all that together and ended up, you know, I erected a wall in my my one-bedroom apartment and and enclosed, you know, my computer setup in it. And that was my studio. I mean, that's what I recorded Little Princess in is is a one-bedroom apartment. So what that evolved cool. into... Real DIY kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, so I, I still didn't know anything about, you know, treating a room or, you know, yeah. how to EQ and when to use compression and stuff. I'm still learning that stuff. It's not easy if you don't have anybody to really instruct you and guide you. But um, now it's evolved into, you know, I've gotten so fluid with acid that, you know, it's like I can, I can like think up a beat and then within 40 minutes I have a song or not even that long. 
Because yeah. right now my commute's 22 minutes. <laughs> you do it on the commute. My, my commute is 22 minutes. And it's like if I have four bars, I have a song before the ride's over. That's great. And I always, almost every time I run into you, you got your laptop. And I you're, always. You're going. I so. always have the laptop. <laughs> and I mean, now it's now it's like, wow, I've got a backlog. And it's like, well, I can't write anymore. But that's kind of hard because that's all I do. Oh, so That's cool. That's cool. And, and uh, you know, to, to be able to get that vision or just get that creativity out mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. yeah that's a great tool that uh, you've got there I'm, yeah i'm always impressed that you're just you're able to keep it going keep all it going keep the it time going. well let's hear another song um these streets T- tell me a little bit about these so streets. these streets is is like my foray kind of into more of that rap hip-hop thing because my kids have kind of turned me on to it okay and uh they got me turned on to tech nine and Tech Nine is like one of the most, he is the clearest rapper I've ever heard. Hmm. He raps incredibly fast, but his content and his uh, pronunciation is cleaner than anybody, anybody. And he's rhythmically more diverse than mm. than your M&Ms or your Snoop Dogs or even Ludacris or anybody else. And he's like, nobody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of weird. I go back and, you know, my my oldest son gave me uh, uh, Killer 1 and 2. And I listened to that thing. I, I just wore it out, right? <laughs> and so I just Absorbed got, it. Yeah, I just went back and I, I got Ever Ready and Ever Ready was in my car for a month. And I was picking apart every tune. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I, I got inspired to put a beat together. And I put this beat together. And I, you know, one of the guys that I'd work with, um, whose call name is Illicit, um, I've done some singing for him for years. And so I called him in because, you know, I walked by an alley one day and saw this guy standing in an alley. And there was a woman kneeled down in front of him and it's pouring down rain. Jeez. But that's her way of getting money. And all I could think about what man was just like, you know, these streets, you know, there are people who are in the game trying to get away from this stuff. And it's some of it does just some people can't. Right. And that's where the inspiration for the song came. So, uh, you know, wandering through my VSTs, I came up with a couple of samples, put a beat to it and wrote a story about what it would be like for someone who had who was trying to do right. And it's funny because illicit, you know, he had been caught up in the game mm. for a while, was mm-hmm. dealing dope and not the whole nine, but he fell in love, got a legit job. Now he owns a house. He has a baby and he's, he's doing it. He yeah. escaped. But you know, he says, he told me one time when we were, it's funny because I wrote the song before he told me this. Oh, okay. He says, you know, sometimes it's really hard to do this legit thing. Cause I just really miss running and gunning in the streets. And I said, dude, that's, that, that kills me because that's what this song is about. Yeah. And so it's really good match. So, yeah. So it's really funny. He, it took him two days to write the rap and he did it in three takes. Nice. All right. Well, we are going to have a listen to These Streets. This is uh, The Wands with Illicit. It's driving me crazy that these streets will never leave me alone. Before me, it's so much better than the one that I love. 
Stereotypes, I beat them. Look, I bleed the game, but my lifestyle's changed. Doing better now when it might sound strange. But the streets is a past tense now that I've had a glimpse of what life's supposed to be. And I chose to be on my own grown, looking for a home. And what the future holds for me, I don't hold no beef. And why the game will always have my heart. Sooner or later, we had to part. But these streets are back with the wands and if you want to hear more great music like uh, you've just been hearing make sure you go out to twans.com that's t e e w a n z.com that's uh, where you'll find all his uh, 
all his cool info and more tunes. You, and You know it, baby. All kinds of good stuff, all right? All kinds of good stuff, man. <laughs> well, so let's talk about where you are now. We've gotten a little bit of history. Yeah. Uh, what, what's going on with you right now? Where are you headed? So now, since I've, uh, since I've found this process of, of, of writing on the bus and, and all this other stuff, I find myself with this backlog of about 25, 30 songs. Uh, now the challenge is, well, okay, I got a website, um, and I put stuff out there and I'm just waiting to see if, if it, it attracts any attention because maybe somebody, you know, who's more, uh, evolved in the process of, of actually, uh, developing artists would be out right. there, you know, and I, I joined, uh, songwriters in Seattle to try to diversify, uh, my songwriting with, you know, various people in the group and stuff like that. But then life got busy and it's like, wow, I'm still trying to make a meeting. I feel guilty. <laughs> you know, now is a very challenging time to be an artist. Oh, no doubt about you it. You know, it's a very challenging time because the, the big $64,000 question is, how am I going to get paid? Because I got kids and those kids, they love getting free music. And, very very and I, common question within songwriters in Seattle. Right. A, you know, how am I going to get paid? How am I going to get paid? And so I'm still trying to figure out or I'm trying to I'm, I haven't thought of a business model yet. If someone's already taken the you know, you get investors and they invest in your music. Well, that's great. Now that you have a product and and you've recorded it and stuff. Now what? Mm-hmm. Who does the distribution? Who does this? So it, you know, it it, it kind of takes a village, and I haven't figured out exactly which way I want to point my village. But you're putting out singles, right? Yeah, now. I'm you're... I'm I'm just trying to concentrate on the recording process because a good song is a good song. Absolutely. You know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to make the best song I can, how to convey, you know, what is going on in my brain in 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 four minutes. And, and that's, that's all songwriting is anyway, yeah. is taking a melody and telling a story to it. It's, it's been that way since, you know, the 13, 1400s when right. minstrels traveled along as troubadours and would perform for kings and queens and courts. <laughs> that's where it all Perfect. came from, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's a great segue into our, our last song of yours that we're going to play. A great song, I would hope, that would stand the test of time. Maybe, right? maybe. This Wander. Is, yeah, yeah <laughs> this is, you know, this is the, the, the lyrics. finale. The lyrics to this song are, 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 are really, really close to me because that's, this is where I am right now. You know, it's like I, there are things that need to be done. And, you know, you, when you get older, you start looking at how much how much less time you have in front mm. of you than you used to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's references about being something to someone that, you know, there are people around me who love me and care about me because you start wondering, you know, the things that you take for granted, like family, they go away. I mean, I've lost a parent in the last two years. I've, I've lost a, a long standing relationship, you know, in the last five years, my family is, is estranged and broken and there's all sorts of communication problems and there's mental issues and financial issues and all this stuff. Now in the middle of this family I'm, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Every it's, family it's, has uh, well own. they call it life. Yeah. Exactly. But in the middle of it is me <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, how am I gonna do this? Where am I gonna go? What am I gonna eat? You know, all this stuff. And it just hit me one day. It's like, dude, I choose this stuff. I choose the how, the when, the where I wander. Where do I go? Wherever I choose to. And so that's what this song was. And it's mainly, you know, it's a therapy song for me to remind me that if I want to pursue this avenue, if I want to be a songwriter, it doesn't really matter if anyone else likes it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter if it's a hit or not. What really matters is that I'm satisfied putting it all together and and expressing 
how I feel because that's what songwriters do best is express feelings. So awesome. Great, great spot to uh, have a listen to uh, this last song for our podcast. It's Wander. It's the wands one more time. Swim or else I drown Still indecision holds me back from going farther Forward, always forward moving Taking chances, always choosing The how, the why, the when and where I wander The pursuit of happiness continues Elusive, sometimes hard to see path to take the trail for the righteous gets obscured by mediocrity don't settle for less always be the best never let down or else you'll go down try harder be faster avoiding all disasters that happy ever after is just around the Swim or else I drown Still indecision holds me back from going farther Forward, always forward moving Taking chances, always choosing The how, the why, the when and where I wander Lucky to see another sunrise To be seen, not viewed, then put into the ground to be something to someone Damn lucky just to be around And not settle for less Trying to do my best To never let you down I can't let you go down Try harder to be better And keep my soul together That happy ever after Is right before I and hit the ground Got to swim or else I drown Still indecision holds me back from going farther Forward, always forward moving Taking chances, always choosing The how, the why, the when and where I wander The how and the why The question The why and the when The question The when and the how The question The when and the where Settle for less Try to do my best To never let you down I can't let you go down Try harder to be better And keep my soul together That happy ever after Is happening right now Pick up my feet and hit the ground Got to swim or else I drown Still indecision holds me back from going farther Forward, always forward moving Taking chances, always choosing The how, the why, the when and where I wander Pick up my feet and hit the ground Got to swim or else I drown 
Thank you so much, Juan. No, no worries. Thanks for having me. This is my first podcast, and you know, it's it's been enlightening. Excellent. I mean, it's been a pleasure to have you here and get to know you better, and mm-hmm. uh, some great stories, some great music. Yeah. Um, Thank and you. Uh, great to have you as part of Songwriters in Seattle. Yeah, you know, long time member. I just point. wanted to say, you know, it's like uh, it's a it's it's a great. I would encourage the listeners who are involved in the group to make sure to cross pollinate. Share ideas. You no one knows where the where the next hit song is going to come from, but I can almost guarantee you it, it's not going to happen in a vacuum. Right. And so you know, go out and support the performers. Go out and uh, you know, above all, no matter what, no matter what happens, keep writing. Always keep writing. That's uh, very sage advice to to go out on. So thank you so much, and uh, everyone, go visit tones.com. T e e W-A-N-Z.com. And uh, I think that'll do it. So uh, I am Chris Klemecki. You can find me at chrisklemecki.com. What do you know? What do you know? And uh, songwritersinseattle.com as well for that. So for the wands, for Songwriters in Seattle, I'm Chris Klemecki saying stay original. Stay original.